0: What is this behaviour? Do you want it? You're dying for it!
1: What is this behaviour?
2: What is this behaviour? Yes, welcome back to another episode of What Is This Behaviour podcast. I am one third of your hosting team, Aaron Christian, and today we have the whole team uh, with us. uh, So... Our usual hosts, Almas Badat and Ruben Christian. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Um, we are a podcast that speak to South Asians, global South Asians, uh, that is, who are going against the grain and breaking down old, tired cultural stereotypes. Now, with us today, we are in one of our guest episodes, and we have the fantastic, super talented Vera Sethu who is an Indian born British actress super super excited about this because I've been a massive fan um, of her work as a performer and an actress um, and it's just a dope episode it actually took so many twists and turns um, in terms of what we thought the episode would would kind of pan out to be but you know that was a fantastic thing um, and I think we all kind of grew from it and I think hopefully you would um appreciate how the journey went on this episode so we obviously speak about uh, her journey as um, a performer and an actress working within film and tv Uh, we then kind of touch upon her acting process and then we kind of go into all different um, avenues we speak about society's obsession with getting it all right when you are young and under 30 the power of manifestation and dreaming we go in deep into therapy, which is a dope kind of um, section of the episode. Um, and then, of course, me being a filmmaker, I had to kind of ask her about how she felt when she landed her huge uh, role within the latest Disney and or TV series. Um, so, yeah, you know what? I won't speak too much. Let's just dive straight into it. What is this
3: behavior?
2: Firstly, how do I... we? us pronounce your name because that's the thing that we've just always done now with all our guests just to yeah. make sure we don't No, butcher that's, it.
3: that's really nice. Um, it's pronounced Varada. Um, Varada. Varada, yeah. Varada. Varada. But I'm, I'm sort of, I, I think it, you know, everyone calls me V. Um, that originated in school from white people <laughs> not being able to pronounce my name. Yeah. Um, that was literally what yeah. we going <laughs> to yeah. um, I don't want
0: to assume it's based in trauma, but actually.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, I, that's what it's going to be. No, because I think in um, first school and stuff, I had all sorts of, you know, veranda and all, and it was just, it wound me up. And then I remember when I was going to start um, middle school or whatever, the older one, Um I thought I'd reclaim my name. And I just said, you know, if you you either say my name properly or you call me by a nickname that I choose, which is, Mm. well, it wasn't actually just me choosing it. It was my friend as well. I was like, no, why don't you go for V? But um, Yeah, (laughs) but now, I mean, now it's just, it's stuck because it's not just about um, it being, you know, easier to pronounce. It's also, I appreciate that my name is a three syllable name. And it's like saying Samantha, 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 you want like Sam or V so mm-hmm. yeah so lots of reasons that's, that's, yeah but that's
1: really nice of you to make it easy for us but i would always say to anyone <laughs> that comes in a pod if you want us to do the labor out of respect we would do the labor that's we really correct our patterns so I appreciate if, if v is fine let us let us not right now yeah
3: no i i'm happy with v i'm more than happy with All v right. <laughs>
0: Okay. Let's, let's um, go with whatever flows
1: Yeah, yeah. And if, if you guys Ruben. don't mind If you can refer to me as Ruben, Sretherin Christian
2: no. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the first time You've publicly t- told your Tamil middle name, Ruben This is true, Sretherin. I think that's it,
1: I mean Sridharan. I seldom ever use it So I don't even know how to pronounce it half the time Sretherin. And Sridharan. I obviously didn't use it Wow, oh, maybe gosh, you're doing, doing, doing it better than me. <laughs> a couple of hours, five not
0: good man. As, um, as someone who is North Indian, actually, I really want to get used to um names with more than two syllables because I yeah. find that that is quite common in uh, spaces outside of North India. So mm. that's why, that's my interest in being like, actually, let me mm. get used to it so it doesn't feel like something so different. Because yeah. it actually doesn't. Like, once your brain breaks down a name...
3: yeah. it's
0: just about practice and saying it yeah
3: i mean i actually like i don't think my name's hard it's one of the easier ones it's you pronounce it kind of how it's written it's just the v so it's just the r and the d's that people can't get unless you speak an indian language fluently Mm. um but yeah no it's i i i still appreciate that you know you
2: But then we can all pronounce Targaryen.
1: Yeah. Tchaikovsky.
3: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Change
1: the industry, man. When when you're on set, when you're on big sets, do you have producers or people that you're working with, be it um, acting talent or like behind camera peeps, that go out of the way to double check how to pronounce your name?
3: Yeah. Generally speaking, yeah. It's really, really lovely. I really appreciate it um, when people take the time. And I I will be like, you know, you don't have to call me that every time because it's it's obviously still difficult for them to say it so it is like okay if we just let's just keep the set efficient just call me V <laughs> like mm-hmm. <laughs> but um yeah no I, I, I think that's what I appreciate what I find annoying is when people hear my name and I say it's it and their face goes oh I don't know if I should Oh, I don't know if I can do that. Um, It's when there's a lack of effort. There's not really any interest. um, They're not trying to meet you in the middle, I guess. Yeah, it's like, give it a go. Give it a go. If you Mm. can't, you can't. Mm. If you can, you can. Um, Mm. And even if you can, I think at the end of the day, I still prefer being called V or like I respond to V more because there's not Mm. many people Mm. in my life other than my parents and, you know, family members that call me Varada by my full name. And even then, that's when I'm in trouble. So it's
2: like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's coded. That's it's coded. So tr- yeah. It's so
1: true, isn't it? Man, <laughs> you know what? That? I think that you even by your second name as well—that's real trouble.
0: Oh yeah, that's real. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I think that bleeds into like even with me and my wife. There's, there's. I've noticed sometimes there's a different tone. Like I'd call her when I call her Iman. So that that's a that's a that's a first name. Like obviously, I'd call her like babe or like I don't know different different things. But yeah, I think there's there's so much code in in, in the first name. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. It's almost impersonal sometimes when you're in intimate connection, right? It's babe or whatever. When yeah, you, even if it's Rubes as opposed to Ruben, I'm like, oh, what have I done?
0: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, like when someone sends you a text and starts with your name, and uh, it's like,
2: i yeah, oh, it's <laughs> serious. Oh, I'm <laughs> like, oh <really."> my
0: god. <laughs>
1: it's <laughs> a serious ask yeah.
2: um all right so like I it's funny because me Ruben and Amos were talking about how we how we kind of like navigate a lot of our interviews and and episodes and I don't know if you've ever had a chance to listen to some of our previous episodes some some of our guests but yeah we try to have a bit of a structure and then it kind of just you know it, it finds its own always. kind of rhythm and pace yeah. and yeah and, and different angles and stuff Um, but I think I've all, or I've been told that I'm the person that tries to bring some really boring structure to it and I'll start that off and we'll do that this way and then we'll kind of go into all different angles. But, um, yeah, so, so for me, you have definitely been on my radar for a while. I think, um, just to give you context, um, Verida, uh, (laughs) when we were first putting the podcast together, I think some of our early research was like the obvious categories that we kind of operated in ourselves so like me being in film and and fashion um I naturally was gearing towards looking to that people that that were actors or like cinematographers and stuff like that um and yeah you just you just seem to pop up you're doing like really really great work and especially I think in the last year and a half like Mm. it's been so fucking dope to see your your kind of like your progress and how consistent you've been and then I, I think from the community that has always kind of been supporting you but obviously now on a global scale, like your, how your presence is, um, really started to take a shine. So yeah, I just wanted to kind of take it back and like get you to maybe explain your choice in, in moving into the performing arts, I guess. Uh How did, how did that choice happen? Um, I know your parents are both doctors. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, so I, have always been drawn to performing um I've always wanted to be on stage in one way or another when when I was little because I grew up watching my dad who sang on stage a lot and my mum who did which is a form of classical dance from Kerala which is where where I'm from um and so yeah so I I wanted to learn and also in my family we're kind of um we really do encourage the art uh just not as a career <laughs> so everybody in my family everybody in my family particularly on my dad's side as well um you know dances sings there's always something that they do um yeah so i was always encouraged to you know i learned and did dance classes bollywood whatever um Thing. i've
2: seen the uh, youtube videos by the way
3: my youtube videos oh yeah, no yeah, yeah. what have you I think, seen I think of, <laughs> no i
2: think there's one of you dancing it's dope yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your, your agent wow. didn't take that one
3: down <laughs> oh no um yeah so i like you know i've done a lot of uh, it was mainly dance but i always knew i wanted to act um and oh, i got a lot of joy out of it and yeah in my school i did it for gc a level i was which yeah, kind of, you know, prefect. it's like I'm very proud of that. <laughs> but it also in school it's very easy to be a theatre proof or oh, like a prefect of a t- topic or subject that not a lot of people have a lot of interest in. <laughs> so I was I was like a proper nerd, a drama nerd. Um so yeah, and then um I don't know, it kind of just like I did um the National Youth Theatre. When I was eighteen, after school, I applied and got in, and then we did. I did the two two week course, Um, and I think that was for me the first. That's when the seed was planted that this can be a career, because up until then, the students that were also doing drama in school, a lot of them were doing it because it's like a DOS subject. Um, Mm. and then not as you know not as like a a series it's like oh I get an A level out of this or a GCSE out of this Um, but you know getting into NYT is you have to you have to want to do it because you have to audition Mm. for it there's a whole process about you know applying and everything and you got in and then so you're there with I was just in this room full of all these other kids that really love acting and really want to do you know drama school and want to do it as a career um and that was how was that room
2: like was oh. it like what did it look like what did the room look like it's
3: incredible in it was like um so we were actually in is it laban or laban what is it it's the the dance studio Layton. thing that's like near yeah. greenwich did
0: you say later Leben. <laughs> Late, <Yes. Laban> <laughs> <Laban. not> <laughs> yeah i
3: don't it's like it's one of the dance studios but um they had oh, yeah. the classes there and the room it it, I mean, it, so I was annoyingly in the 13 to 17 group, even though I was actually 18. I was really upset that oh, I was no. put in the younger group. But the I looked, Disrespect. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I was, I um, look back on it and I'm really grateful because I think, had I been put in the 18 to 22 group, I think I would have felt very intimidated. And I think my I didn't have a lot of self esteem anyway. I think it would have been mm. affected because all those people would have. Been doing drama for longer maybe been in drama school or whatever or are about to do it soon but i was with the kids and it meant that we were all learning in the same way and we were all you know away from home for the first time for a good stretch of time like two weeks so we i mean there are people from that group that i'm still super close to um and that you know we've all kind of gone our separate ways but we all sort of reconnect every now and then just say how are you doing oh my god I'm so glad look what you're doing look what you've been up to and um so yeah so that's kind of where the seed was planted and then I did a gap year um and I did this film in that time um it's called sket which I didn't know what that meant I'm, oh. I'm from up north so i was like oh wow. it's a film about girl gangs and then i got down like you know got down south and when we were filming and everyone was like no that's like a really rude word i'd know yeah. i'd never heard of that wow. word before um for,
1: for, those, for those that are listening that don't have context or watching now hey we've upgraded <laughs> um can we can we um vocalize what "sket" means
3: so, slut. yeah, scared, I from what I understand, I understand. It, it means slut, right? It's like another word yeah. for slut, but like yeah, London it's specific.
1: Yeah. Think. yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah very I okay, figure out right if I've seen it. I think
0: I've seen it like back in the day.
3: Yeah, it's like, was it was it a short? No, no, it was a proper film, no, it was, but it, it, was oh, was it was a feature, full, full
0: well. feature. Yeah,
3: years and years oh, and years yeah, ago. Because it
0: has like, I'm looking at it now, it has Lily Lovelace in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I remember seeing this, like, you've triggered yeah. like. A and what was
1: your what was your character V, where, I was where you a girl said gang, gang member.
3: Oh, <laughs> I was right. a girl was gang member.
0: Scared. Yeah. Was, um, um. Quick question. Uh-huh. Girl gang member means I'm assuming you were like involved in like scenes where like maybe you're beating up people yep. or intimidating people, right? Yeah. I, I genuinely want to know when you're doing a scene like that and they say cut. Do you then are just like, oh, should I help you up? Like, do you want to go and get (laughs) coffee? Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
1: yeah. (laughs) That's what it is. So you're not method acting into the lunch break. Okay. As long as you're not method acting into the lunch break, that's probably a lunch break full of bear gangsters with bear rage.
3: (laughs) I just, I mean, I don't know. If we're going to go, that's a whole can of worms. I don't know if I want to open right now, but I just I (laughs) don't know how I feel about method acting. Um, I Mm. think. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I I think you can still be a nice person. Um, It's not an excuse to be a prick. Like, okay, Mm. so you're playing a character who's a prick. doesn't mean you have to, Mm. I actually think if it, you can do whatever you want in method acting, whatever. Everyone has their own process. But I think if Mm. your work is affecting how other people work in a negative way and you're impacting their mental health, you're impacting, you know, um, the art that you're creating together i.e you're not being a good team player because if you ever lose sense of of the fact that a set is a team and it's just me it's just me i'm just i'm i'm going to do whatever i want and everybody else has just got to you know deal with it i just think i don't think that's professional i don't think that's art i think that's just whatever deep rooted issues you have and you're just Mm. you know airing your dirty laundry and taking it out on people um yeah. yeah. I
1: love I love that. Thanks for sharing that. You know, it almost feels like there's a difference between acting and and being because I'm I'm assuming and I'm obviously not an actor so feel free to challenge me here but acting is putting on a performance it's put leaning into a role. Uh-huh. Right. And so method acting almost sounds like someone wants you to be that thing as opposed to act as that
3: thing. Yeah. I don't know
1: these are just the first things that come to me.
3: It's a I mean it's It's weird because I think that I think good acting is somewhere in the middle. I think you are, if you've done the work, you've created this character that you can just sort of climb into their skin and you can be that person. But it's, you know, but then the acting bit comes from, all right, now this is still a different person to me. You know, it's like, how do I get rid of this skin? And then I can be who I need to be in my real life or who I need to be on set when the camera's not rolling. Um, yeah. I don't, it's, it's, it's just not losing sense of reality. I think it's just right. a yeah. team player thing. So yeah.
2: just to, just to yeah. learn the thing, because I think I used to feel that when I was young um, directing and I think, I think it comes down to the amount of examples I would often see and hear where they're like, you see a director and they have to be, a very egotistical dickhead. And that, that was a bit of a struggle for me when I wanted to be a filmmaker. It's like, I, that's definitely not my personality. Uh, yeah. like, and I'm like, do, do, do I have to go on this journey and become this person to be a, a successful filmmaker. Yeah, and then obviously I've been doing it for a while now. And as you kind of grow and get a bit more mature, you kind of understand. You kind of shape it in how you want to do it. So yeah, I've always shaped it in in terms of like the team spirit and the energy and yeah, and respecting everyone on the set. Yeah, ultimately that's that's worked really well for me. But I think that's um, it. as a director,
3: yeah. it's I think you know your job is to have a vision um, and to kind of express that and try and make that come to life. I think it's so hard to be a director because it's not just a vision for that scene, which is a lot of the time what I have. It's, you know, you have to have mm. the vision for the whole film and how this scene is gonna cut into the next one with another character that's moving in. How are we gonna make the energy match or not match? Or, you know, you're thinking about the whole narrative, the whole storytelling. So it is a lot of pressure and I kind of, I do understand um, why, some directors can be a bit, uh, you know, egotistical <laughs> um, yeah. um, because in some ways, you know, yeah, of course it is a team effort, but it is also, um, you're it's hired have to have that way. vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, that. you know, it's, it's, I don't know. It's a, um, I feel like I'm contradicting what I'm saying now, but there is an element of like also fighting for your, for, for you to be able to do the work, for, to bring you to the work. And I think that applies to acting, directing, whatever. And I think um, the reason I say that, you know, is because I think as a woman or if you're a person of color or, you know, if you're LGBTQ, whatever minority you are, there are going to be different ways that people interact with you in a way that, you know, a straight white man wouldn't have to, deal with like I've worked with some female directors and I've, I've literally seen it on set where I was talking about this with my partner last night like you know they'll say yeah I want it I want it like this and then um there'll be people be people asking questions about it and it's not the questions there's nothing inherently wrong in asking questions mm-hmm. but I just think if it the number of times I've seen a male director and mo- I've mostly worked with male directors and he'll just say um yeah I just want it like this Nobody asks questions.
2: It's not questions.
3: So I have a
0: question. Uh-huh. <laughs> in the spirit of questions. No. If based on based on this ideology or the or what we're saying is like people that are less respected are questioned more, right, yeah. when they're trying to assert themselves. And we all know we we know the answer to this, so I'm actually just being, being provocative. Then why is it that the most entitled people tend to be the most dickheadish because actually they don't need to assert themselves. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That comes in, right? So like based on what you're saying is like, okay, this person doesn't need to be heard, but actually then why are they being, why are they being a dickhead on on the set?
3: I think Um, in the way that um, spoiled kids just don't know how to deal with they yeah. uh, when they're just said when somebody says privilege. no to them i think it's mm. that it's an entitlement you know you spent a lot of your creative years which i think you develop as an artist whatever role you're in um you develop a lot through the failures through being told no um and you get to learn who you are what you're. you know for want of a better word, flavor is, like whatever it is, mm. like, you know, you figure that out by meeting these hurdles. And I do think there is a value in not having those hurdles and being able to actually just get through that creative process and you get, you probably get a lot more freedom or whatever, but um, the cost of that is, I guess, this entitlement, which means that when you do come across hurdles, mm you're just this horrible monster because you don't know how to deal with the feelings. You don't know how to talk about, you know, you haven't had to be challenged in that way. So you don't have the skills to figure it out. Whereas I think, you know, a lot of these female directors that I see, they are so lovely. Um, mm. And you, what you will see if you work with one is they get into a habit of over-justifying things. Mm, um, yeah. So yeah. somebody asks them a question and they'll have you know, a three minute answer for a very simple yeah. question. And I'll yeah. just think that's,
2: that's not ultimately needed, right? That's yeah. It's like I, I wish, like, I wish, I wish. Focusing on the creativity.
3: Yeah. I wish it's like that time. It's so sad. It's, it's all costing. It's time, isn't it? It's like, you're, it's costing mm. you time to explain this to someone when they shouldn't really even have to ask you because it's not their fucking job. Their job is to do um, what yeah. you tell them. Um, Real
2: talk, yeah. yeah. Who wants to jump in? I
3: know, has we're, it, we're all it. popping off, innit? I mean, we are popping off. I've definitely got a question as well. I've got about
1: six questions lined right, up. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 don't apologise. This is
0: good. This um, is good.
1: So, so, so V, has it been challenging at times throughout the course of your career to um, assert yourself or maintain your boundaries or express your needs within the professional space and how have you navigated it?
3: Um, there definitely have been and I've navigated it through therapy getting counseling (laughs) i genuinely think that because a lot of the reasons that a lot of the problems i have in maintaining boundaries in asserting myself all of that comes from self-esteem issues which i didn't it's weird you don't even realize how much of that baggage you take into the room with you until you work through it with your counselor and Mm. yeah it's uh, honestly that's what it is it's like i've had counseling regularly um since 2019, because I had a proper little men- meltdown, um, and it was a really, really difficult time. Uh, and you know, at that point, I was like, actually, no, I really, I need to. I had on and off therapy um, from 2016, but like, it was like I'd get it, and then when I feel better, I'd stop. Um, but 2019, I'm, you know, I nearly messed up work because I was away filming. I messed up work, messed my personal life up. I was messing everything up, and. I just thought I need to something. I need a lifeline somewhere, and I've. That's when I started therapy regularly, and since then, honestly, yes. May
2: I ask how you how you found that thera- therapist or reached out. Just just for yeah. the people that maybe are in that spot. Yeah, there something or someone that. Pushed you or um, helped you or like guided you in that way.
3: I mean, I feel like I had a lot of people telling me I think you need therapy <laughs> for a few years. <laughs> <But> <laughs> not that, in a shady that, that way. People, not in no, a shady no, way. No, just no. genuinely yeah, like, yeah. dude, this is, you know, this is actually quite in, like deeply yeah. ingrained stuff that it's not going to yeah. just go away by you saying, "Oh yeah, I'm going to I'm going to be better tomorrow." It's not that. Um. Yeah. So I had I've got a friend who's training to be a therapist, shout out to Ray. She um sort of kind of gently encouraged me and then honestly I think um the way it happened for me I literally just googled therapists in you know wherever I was and um and then you you can find a directory of counselors or therapists um and I literally just went through them and saw what they'd specialized in and you know you can pick one out um I mean, if you guys are interested in putting it in your bio or something, I've got, like, the directory that my counsellor sure. sent me. Um, yeah.
0: What well, was it called? Do you, do you remember?
3: The, it's like... The I, network
0: or the directory?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I'll have to find it for you, but it's literally okay. just, like, the directory for counsellors or whatever. But, um, okay. yeah, so I've had that regularly, and that has changed my life. Every big job I've booked. So, obviously, that was 2019, and then we went into lockdown. Um, I booked Jurassic World, I booked Star Wars, I booked um, the Netflix show, I came by, Netflix oh, no. film, came I came by, all like of these that. things. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, that all happened in lockdown. And I don't, I'm not, you know, saying this lightly, like I put it all down to getting counseling because mm-hmm. I I still obviously have, you know, issues with confidence or whatever, but so much of it is... Um, life is just so much easier for me now so mm-hmm. much easier it
2: gives you a real solid base <laughs> yeah kind of base. and it's nice. we've we done an episode was it twi- it was one of our earlier episodes actually sorry to cut you off e, but yeah, like, no, no. it's linked it was it was a therapy episode basically uh-huh. i think Ruben and mass had been on that journey a little bit yeah. longer than me and we kind of discussed in the episode like me starting that journey and how we found it Ruben helps me a lot with with directories and guides and um, yeah yeah, I think the comment we landed on, all three of us often, was like it was um, gym for the mind. So yeah. A lot of people was like, you know, regular, like.
3: Absolutely. Something
2: maybe you should keep keep up, like, like yeah. you mm-hmm. always train your body physically.
3: I don't think brown yeah. people talk about it enough um, either. That's the other thing. It's like uh, obviously the whole stigma is that's regardless of what culture, there's always stigma with mental health issues. But I think especially in brown communities, it's so sad. But you're absolutely right with the gym thing, because, I mean, I can literally tell you, like, the, the, the difference it made to do it regularly. So between 2016 and 2019, when I was on and off, I think I was regularly seeing her for three months. And then after the three-month sort of mark, you feel – I mean, there are going to be some days when you come out feeling worse than when you went in. But after that, it's like a little breakthrough, and you feel so much better and then I stopped then. And then I kind of, I had a little <laughs> meltdown, I had to come back, yeah, yeah. and then, you know, I continued for seven months. And then it was, at that point, it's like, you broke past the three month phase, which is when you feel better, and then the seven month, you start seeing things in your life change. People yeah. respond to you differently because you're communicating in a much more effective way. And, yeah. and then I stopped. <laughs> So I was like, I'm sorted. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then... Yeah. Uh... These are all the natural
2: checkpoints, though. so <laughs> normal. And then, you mirror a lot of people's journeys... Yeah. They have the, I, I, they have I the mean,
3: I, I tell people about this timeline, and I'm like, listen, you're going to get tempted after three months. You're going to get tempted after seven months. But push past it, because from yeah. 2019, after the seven-month mark, and everything was getting a lot better, um, then you get into the really juicy stuff of not just dealing with like, you know, your trauma or like the obvious things that are going on in your life that gives you anxiety, Um, but you get to actually do some like self-investigation. And I find every session with my counselor, I just, it's so good. I don't think I've left a single one thinking that hasn't added value to my life. It's like, Mm -hmm. even if it's not me we're talking about, even if it's someone that I've encountered that day and we're dissecting, these people. For me, for my art as an actor, it's just been, it's just been another tool to figuring out characters, Mm. to figuring out how their brains work, what their, you know, weaknesses are, what their core beliefs are, all of this, it just, it all plays into, for me, my art, making it better. And I think that's why I've been a lot more successful in the last couple of years. (laughs)
1: I love that. Sorry, I can imagine we're all popping off. There's two things that come to mind. First, I remember when I was in therapy, journey one, right? Mm-hmm. So it's 18 months weekly, mm-hmm. and a couple of months in, I don't know, maybe it was about eight months, which is fairly long, right? I was like to, to my therapist, Kevin. His name is. I was like, Kevin, yeah, I think I'm I'm good, you know, I'm I'm really good. Thank you so much. Yes. This has been. Good. I'm ready to get out there and attack the world, um, and he said. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't, that is so shady. Yeah. And I said to him, "Kevin, of course, for fifty-five pound an hour, I'm sure you don't think I'm ready to leave. Yeah, I do think <laughs> I'm ready to leave." So we had this back and forth. Um, I didn't leave, and then later on, at like eighteen months down the line, there was a certain action I needed to take. I had to close a certain connection in a really uncomfortable mm-hmm. way. Um, and that's when I knew what Kevin needed me to do because I couldn't see it because I was just feeling better, right? Mm-hmm. But there were certain things mm-hmm. that needed to change in my external world, and he saw that from jump, but he couldn't tell me that I had to get there by myself. Yeah. So I stayed in it, and I was curious, and it was, yeah, some real breakthrough moments for me, man. And I was going to say as well, I was going to ask about, does that improve you as an actor? But clearly it does because I guess you can get deeper into humanity. Yeah. Um, mine it a little bit and yeah, yeah, bring it out. exactly.
3: <clears throat> um, yeah, I think that's oh. what that te- has done for me. It's gone beyond it just being you know a healing thing for me. Obviously there is an element of that. I, don't, I think I don't think you ever fully heal from whatever because life is always throwing um,
1: mm-hmm.
3: you know bends at you. Um, but like yeah. it's 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 what it's done for me is if I'm not talking about something that's happened and I'm figuring more out about the world or about me or about people that I love. Um, it's, it's, it gives me a self-confidence in, um, in being able to handle myself on set. Uh, and that's how it's not just me as an actor artistically, but it helps me in my relationships at work because I'm able to, you know, if you can have good experiences and bad experiences on set, um, and you have to learn from them and you have to learn mm-hmm. how to, you know, um, pick up on these patterns before it spirals into something that you don't want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and counseling yeah. has helped me so much in being able to, you know, I mean, I've, I've not had terrible experiences in a really long time, but it's, uh, you know, if something's about to happen or you're like, oh, I'm not, I don't feel comfortable about that. It's like, I feel I have enough self-belief in myself to to be able to deal with the situation, situation. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. and that
3: is yeah. invaluable like yeah. i just i can yeah. i can go into life without being scared which is amazing yeah just
1: yeah just knowing that it that it may be tough but ultimately you've got the tools support system self-awareness yeah. self-management tools to get through it just knowing that is such a leap Isn't in that amazing
3: day. you can like yeah, man. i mean one of the things that um so my counsellor, uh, this is going to be a therapy session sort of episode. By the way, right? <laughs> yeah, um,
0: and it, yeah, I think it's so valuable. Uh, please continue because yeah. my, my question was going to be to you, How how is acting the thing you want to do forever and how do you create longevity within it? And I think uh, we're naturally kind of going in with that because for me, therapy is the one place where I don't feel crazy.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Well, it's interesting you say that because I was going to say with, with my counsellor, um, I think after we reached the year mark of doing it regularly, like in 2020, she sort of sat down, she was like, "Do you know, I just want to read you something. uh, Do you remember when you first came in for your session in 2016? Do you remember what you asked? When I asked you, what do you want to achieve from counselling? Do you remember what you said? And I was like, no. And uh, she had it (laughs) written down in her notebook. That's like for me. And she said, um, she said, you said, I want to feel safe in my own head. And I was like, Mm. oh my God. And I sort of burst into tears. I was like, that is exactly where I am right now. I don't feel like I'm walking, like everything was so spiky in my head. (laughs) And anything anybody said or did could upset me or could set my day off. And it was so difficult. And I never understood really what people meant by um, when they said, oh, I've got my back. Like I've got me. I never understood mm. what that meant. So I was like, wow, what can that, I couldn't imagine what that felt like to, to, wow. to know that like, no, I've got me, I'll take care of me. I know what I'm doing. I know how to live and survive. Yeah. Um, Do
2: you, can yeah. can I build on that? That, I guess that comment and, and also kind of bake in a little question, um, around fame. So <laughs> obviously a lot of our audience are, are quite young and I think, do you feel? I don't know if this is even a question, but wait,
0: guess, Aaron, our <coughs> our audience quite young.
2: Well, I was oh, okay, say, good question, I have an issue good comment. That. I think we have a big majority Sorry. of our audience that are young that are also curious about starting different creative careers, right? So, like, I do think is, that a lot is, of
0: people is, are curious about creative careers. Okay,
2: yeah. And, yeah. Age, so yeah. it's based <laughs> on that that kind of idea of hearing you do your therapy journey and really kind of working on yourself and building like solid foundations um do you feel that now you're much more better prepared in terms of what fame is gonna start how it's gonna affect you and yeah and I guess there's questions like is there still an element of of fear in in how you navigate that, and then mm. again, is there any advice you can give to maybe a younger person on that?
3: Um, um, yeah, I mean, I I I will always have fear of how to navigate that because it's unknown, so fear of the unknown, but it's perfectly natural. It's um, it's you know, not letting it cripple me. Um, but I think mm. I do feel massively prepared. I've got a really good friend of mine who was also in Skat, um, Adelio, and we talk about this. Cause we were both much younger, obviously, it was like 10 years ago. Um, um, we she has also been through her own, um, sort of counseling journey. I hope she doesn't mind me saying this. Um, but uh, yeah, so we've both kind of come through on our own journey, and 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 we look back at that time and we think, God, imagine if imagine if we sort of blew up then. I think I would have, mm. I don't know, spiral. Kind
2: of I was wanted to ask, landon like, that. yeah. The, the timing of or I when think, something comes to you like
3: I think I would have spiraled into um honestly like uh drinking or something some kind of abu- mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. addiction mm-hmm. or some something voice. because I I didn't have enough sense of um who I am or or enough self-esteem to or bound I didn't know how to have boundaries or anything yeah. so i think i would have just been swept away in all these and you know a lot of the people that i think um obviously addiction is like a very complex uh, topic but i think with a lot of the cautionary tales that you hear about you know someone who uh was catapulted into fame when they were maybe not ready when they're too young or whatever, you know they land in addiction or some kind of behavioral i don't know trouble um a lot of it comes from the fact that you know they don't have they have a lot of insecurities they have self-esteem issues they have um difficulty knowing who they are identity problems um which is all you know really difficult to expect from an 18 year old i was 18 when i did so um i kind of feel like some 18 year olds are great like they know that they've gotten enough kind of
2: conditioning
3: yeah conditioning or support or whatever to have it in them and that's fine but generally Mm. speaking i would say to a young person do a lot of work on yourself know who you (laughs) are Mm -hmm. know who you are i don't think
2: people tell young people that no this that's from my experience especially as fame now can kind of come from creep on people so quickly Mm. like so instantly that route and that kind of direction obviously nowadays with digital and stuff is um so yeah i guess that's definitely something i
3: Yeah. Think, yeah it's, like Oprah say. said it. It's, I
0: mean, Wait, it's...
1: Oprah said it.
0: Sorry?
1: Who said it? No, say Oprah. Oprah had a quote back, back in the day. And she said, if you don't know yourself before you get ridiculously famous, it's going to be a hell of a journey. Yeah. It's going to be hard, you know? And so, yeah, it's the same with a lot of people I've seen on The Come Up as well. There's some people that you know. They've gone through the ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And even they, they'll get to a point where they're like, actually, I don't even care if I blow or not. Because I'm steadfast in myself, mm-hmm. and almost oddly enough, that's when growth, career growth, tends to happen.
0: You know, what there's I mean? also such a like a an, an unhealthy um, focus on achieving things younger.
3: Yeah, and oh and
0: so God. like the pressure yeah. of that with the lack of knowing self, yeah. I think is just mm-hmm. like um uh, unless so un- you have a support mix. system yeah. Yeah. it really is like our the structure that we've actually been born into and i mean just like global society mm-hmm. and whether and just the mindset that we have and this obsession with youth i think is like really um just really toxic yeah um yeah. similarly to you i my i've started djing much later in my 20s into my 30s and i keep on thanking myself like oh my gosh i'm so happy this didn't happen when you were 21 because mm-hmm. i think i would have cracked yeah i think mm. yeah
1: so true in
0: it yeah. and there's, there's, there's
2: like an over celebration on the on, on achieving something yeah unhealthy um, and focused. that's not necessarily yeah. a bad thing but i don't think there's enough celebration of people making some and maybe it's because it's not a glamorous headline i don't know <laughs> making it at 49 like oh, fuck. i but, mean um, it,
3: you'd yeah, have to break I, a I lot of you'd have to break quite a big societal concept that youth is (laughs) like you'd (laughs) have to really deconstruct that in a way that um you know takes a lot of work before you can be like no you can celebrate achievements at whatever age so it sounds so obvious like it's bullshit that you kind of obsessing over it when you're young because I know that when Mm. I was at uni um so I wasn't acting I did science at uni mm-hmm. I was just thinking oh my god I'm getting so old I'm wasting away <laughs> and it was like I was what, 21 22? and yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I kept... <laughs> <The Ruben's face. laughs> but that is yeah. but you do you have that mentality when you're like twenty twenty-one, and you just you just feel like you're really old and it's bullshit and it's only <laughs> I don't know. It's, I think when you get past 25, 26, 27, 20, I've just turned 30 this year, and it's like that's – I really – the age thing is just I do not mm. give a shit anymore. And I'm so – <laughs> I was actually really excited but about – But
2: that's powerful, though. Yeah. It's like so, there's yeah. Was, freedom in that. I
3: was really excited way. about turning 30 because I was like, I fucking love where I am. I love where I am mm. in my – you know emotional journey in my spiritual journey however wanky that sounds like i'm really happy with where i am <laughs> and you know it's not a material thing or like even what, what i've achieved it's like i am so happy in my skin and what my counselor said you know or what i told my counselor i wanted it's like I'm, i feel safe with myself mm-hmm. in myself um you could not pay me to go back to being 21 Fuck that. Like, and I don't think enough 21-year-olds are told that, that, you know, actually yeah. this Brand is... Up. Yeah. No, I have a question, because
0: yesterday I was on the tube and I saw, um, I think it was like an advert for like HBO and Julia Roberts is is on it. Uh-huh. Um, and it made me think about like how women ha- can age in in Hollywood or in acting mm, mm, and mm. what roles are available as you get older, because the picture of her was like, I mean, she looks stunning because she is stunning, mm-hmm. but like the picture of her was really like stern. And mm. I'm like, wow, like, are there any like love stories or like comedies or like even like coming of age, but as in the next ones. phase of life? Yeah. yeah. Like.
2: But do you think there's you not think... enough mess? Is that what well,
0: no, well, no, no, no. My, my question is more like for you, Like, how do you feel like you want, what kind of roles do you think you'd want? If you could dream about like being 40, 50, 60, 70 Mm -hmm. and still acting, like what kind of roles would you, do you think you'd want to be playing as you um, mature? And someone said, I was at a funeral the other day and they were like, (laughs) we're going to call it a sophisticated age. So as you enter a sophisticated (laughs) era, like, where do you want your career to
3: go? Let's manifest that. I mean, I, yeah, that's a very good question. Um, (laughs) I actually think we're in a very interesting era in that we are seeing more powerful women playing powerful Mm. characters, not just powerful, it doesn't even have to be powerful. It's just you're seeing women being able to represent themselves. Um, Mm. I would love to play, you know, I mean, I don't know if you've seen *Mayor of Easttown that was brilliant yeah oh um, my god
1: that was character so like that, that or yeah.
3: um another great older female uh character is um happy valley i don't know if you've seen that that's excellent that's I on netflix that. it's a they're yeah. both weirdly police shows um but they, <laughs> and but they deal with um you know trauma and it's but also love and
2: delayed and complex oh right? that's so yeah it's beautiful yeah, um
3: and there's also um, there's also I don't know if you've seen Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh that's a f-
2: I think that's one of the best things. It's
3: on I, my see. watch
0: list. I need to it watch is, that. It is, so
3: it is a masterpiece. That it is a masterpiece. Like you, I feel like I lived a lifetime watching that film, um, mm. and I was so happy. It is an Asian woman who's the lead. Yeah. You know. Um, so I think there's all these things that are already happening. To be honest, I just want to be able to play an actual human woman or human. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And that is, it's really weird to say that because unfortunately for the longest time, that's not the opportunity that women have had um, yeah. past a certain age. You know, you're, you're either playing this sort of two-dimensional mum or two di- two-dimensional like witch kind of horrible person. <laughs> like there's a very, there's these archetypes, aren't there? Um, yeah okay.
2: And that probably comes from the stories being told from the right from the beginning, mm. coming from a very small group of people. Right. Mm. And, and and hopefully that kind of stuff changes from from the writers, from the producers, from the yeah. directors, from. Um, yeah. And, and that stuff is. Yeah, I, 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 as a medium, I just think, why wouldn't you want more variety of stories being yeah. different, different blind spots as a creative?
3: Isn't um, it weird? Kind of like, stuck into. exactly. Maybe I, it
2: doesn't sell as much or sell as
1: quickly.
3: I don't. Yeah, but I, it, if, I don't think yeah, I. No, it, I, guess no, it comes to, I, yeah. I think that I think it's I think that's a. Um, that a I don't think up? that's true. I think if you make something that actually connects with the experience of being human. I mm-hmm. honestly don't think mm. it matters um, about the whole diversity thing because we yeah. all have feelings, and we all yeah. have. This is why
1: I think this is us banged, didn't it?
3: Yeah, you can watch a. I mean, you can watch a, a war film and have never had to live in mm. a country mm. at war, and you can, yeah. as, you know, really relate to people who, because if it's done well, if it's on a human level, it's like no, it's because i don't know it's just it's just the human experience if you're showing a truthful experience i i don't i think it will sell it's just people connecting
2: i've got so it's to talk about Alice. just because i'm going for a bit of a journey on like like commissioning and developing studios and stuff and and i'm hearing stats and i'm having talks and stuff and, and one of the things is say a general kind of like western white audience sometimes feel alienated with a POC story. But then mm. when I was young when I was young, I was like that didn't stop me from, from connecting I to was, white I was like face on the eighteen. Like he's a white guy. Mm-hmm. That didn't make me not think I could be this person mm-hmm. or whatever. So like it really I don't know, like that thing I landed it's in the, weird, the in the it? shower and I was like, it is really, really weird. It's like yeah, just it. fuck off!" it's also uh, it so <laughs> yeah, human. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I feel like
0: it means that your human experience is limited to face value politics. Yeah. And we're talking we we're, we're in this moment mm. at the moment, especially in Britain, when we're thinking about face value representation and how actually like it doesn't matter. Does matter about the colour of your skin. That's not to erase the experience of being a person of colour. However, we're not reduced down to just that there's so mm. much more that comes along to your identity and connection with people. Yeah. And essentially yeah. it comes from inward out.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah. It's.
2: Um, uh, yeah. yeah I, I think, I think we can kind of bring it. I wanted to bring it to obviously your work with, with Star Wars and Andor. And um, it's interesting. It's like, it feels like a lot of those risks are taken. When like it, Or it's accepted by audiences when it's like otherworldly, <laughs> like in yeah. terms of casting, mm. like amazing cuts. Like, oh, okay, cool. You could be in, um like i can slowly start to understand it if like it's an alien <laughs> empire yeah, or something yeah like that. not it bizarre but massive yeah but massive props to disney like i think like how 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 have you felt eventually you can answer this question because I, I jumped in but i really want to get into how you've, you've worked with them and how it's felt like working on set as well for such a great cast. i mean
3: it was it i i don't have nice enough things to say like it was just it was an, it was literally a dream come true literally a dream come true like um i remember when i was at uni and i struggled really badly from depression when i was at uni and um there was that was round about the time when the um first uh, or episode seven star wars film was coming out the force awakens and um and they were doing these sort of open castings and I look back on it now and it's like, I think that was a publicity stunt, but I did that. And I, you know, got called back and, um, and I literally, I'm going to sound like a psycho, but like, I (laughs) literally, um, in my weird way of like, I'm going to manifest this, you know, um, I used to, what I did, I printed out, um, an extenuating, extenuating circumstances form from uni and <laughs> filled it in with like, yeah, sorry, I'm really sorry, I can't finish this term because I'm gonna be filming Star Wars. And Smash that. Continue it. Where's the Where's the frame. Uh, breaking <laughs> glass, breaking <freaking> glass. glass. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I would love to, it, you know, continue it. it later, maybe, um, Oh, and, you know, God. I used to do all these pictures of me um, in Star Wars. And so, you know, and it, it's, you know, I think it bordered on delirious at some points because I knew that they had started filming, but I was still like, they're going to call me, they're going to call me. It was what got, from, got me through uni, um, through oh, yeah. the last bit of my final year. And I really was not well. Um, but it, that was, I think, what I clung on to that I might, I'm going to get to act in some way in it and then I, you know I kind of forgot about it um and I got to actually enter the acting industry uh pretty soon afterwards which was very fortunate um and then I had this moment in 2020 where so right at the beginning of the year I was actually auditioning for this is going to hurt um and in my head oh, I was at
2: the book that has been made. yeah
3: yeah it's very yeah, yeah, very yeah, good okay. um uh okay. but I, I was auditioning for it in my head and i was like oh it's a doctor i can do a doctor i can i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna get this and you know yeah. i auditioned and i had i had yeah, a couple yeah. of callbacks and i met the director and it felt like it was really going well um and that was about a week and a half before lockdown started um and and then randomly so I went into the office to Nina Gold's office to audition or oh, I had my call back and then a couple of days later I had to go in for this untitled Disney show and my agent was like you know I, I think it's going to be it's a Star Wars spin-off. Um and I literally oh. I was like well there's no way I'm going to get this because it's going to go to someone established or it's going to yeah. you know it's not going to come to me I want this is going to hurt so in my, I think yeah, yeah, weirdly yeah, 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 I'd sort yeah. of let go of um, maybe, I don't know, the desperation or my insecurities mm. around it and I kind mm. of just went into the room, did my thing and then uh, lockdown happened and I completely, you know, you forget about it and at some yeah. point that summer or late summer, um, my agent called me and he was like, yeah, unfortunately, this is going to hurt, it didn't go your way and I was depressed. I was so sad oh, because so in my head it yeah. was like, well, I didn't get this. I'm definitely not going to get Star Wars. Um mm. And then I got Jurassic Park with Jurassic World, which was great. Um, but what was mad was, you know, I, that's another dream come true that I can come back to about, like, why that meant so much to me and why I just felt like my whole world had just been yeah. turned upside down. Um, I was on my way. The car came to pick me up to take me to the hotel that I was going to be isolating in before we filmed Jurassic World. Um, and Nina Gold's office cast Jurassic World and Star Wars. So they were like, they organized with production for me to go to this callback for Star Wars. Wow. Wow. Wow.
0: Wow.
3: Before I was then driven to the hotel to to isolate for Jurassic World. And I was like, who am I? What
0: is this?
3: (laughs) I don't even care if I get this or not. I'm just happy to be here. Like, I'm just happy to be part of this. Um what an experience. Yeah, I you know, I did my thing and then I had my day of filming with like my dream job being in Jurassic World. Like my twin um and I, we Jurassic Park is literally our favorite film. Like she went it's on so to do genetics movie. at uni because we love Jurassic Park so much. And, <laughs> oh, wow. Um
2: This is your twin that does all your uh, casting videos. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. She's actually a casting assistant. Um, No way. (laughs) But um, yeah, so she, so for me, it was always like when I'm in acting, one day I'll be, you know, I might bump into uh, Laura Dern or Jeff Goldblum or Sam Neill at some event, maybe. I never in my life dreamt (laughs) that I would be able to be on set with them. And they are dressed. They are in character. And I am in character. And we are there with dinosaurs in a film in this franchise that I've watched hundreds of times. And it was like I I mean, I I felt like I'd sort of died and (laughs) like I was like
1: I don't it is an odd experience. I I don't know how to process that. Yeah. Yeah. How do you process
3: that? Yeah, I got home and yeah. I, I wept for three hours. Like, that's what happened. I got, because I was like, I don't know how to, I can't believe that just happened. It all just feels like a dream. It was just unreal. And then a couple of weeks later to hear that I got Star Wars as well. I was like, I mean, I know a lot of people had a shit 2020 and I had elements of that. I had elements of that. Yeah, yeah, but it yeah. was a great way to end that year. Like, right. I found out, I think, oh, in November or something that year. But... Yeah, it's, it's been a uh, magic.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you. And, and since you've got, like, Jurassic World slash Star Wars money, have you found, like, old relatives getting back in contact?
3: <laughs> <laughs> like You'd be surprised uh, <laughs> about the money. Um, but I I've like certainly an old had... an
1: uncle that you've only met once when you were, like, 18 weeks old. He's just <laughs> checking in since that meeting to see how he I've
3: had I've had people that... Um, what I find like quite, you know, sweet is I've I've had people who um, weren't always the kindest to me reach mm. out, and you know I'm not going to be unfriendly to them because they yeah. were a part of my journey, um, yeah. mm. and I don't know that for me was a bit that was weird because it was yeah, like really you know weird. wow the I feel I feel bad for you that you're so wounded that you know you're you don't you base relationships on stuff like this or maybe this is your indirect way of weirdly apologizing for the way you were or whatever um that's been the most interesting stuff of course i get a lot of you know like whatsapps forwarded by my mom because there's family friends that have messaged her (laughs) oh yeah they love it you know i've seen her and it's great um yeah yeah, yeah. but generally speaking i've just i've only had like love and support and not many weirdos <laughs> yeah. i
0: love right. that for no, you and um, we speak more of that <laughs> in your in your long career
3: <laughs> thank you <laughs> um
2: yeah and, you yeah. want gone.
1: no no i was just gonna say we're basically approaching time so we we usually do about an hour mm. with guests i mean between us we all probably have like another twenty thousand more questions <laughs> yeah uh, but we, we try to yeah round it up within an hour but Aaron is there something you wanted to ask before we start uh wrapping
2: not really I think well I think we've covered covered a lot I think it was like a beautiful navigation in in so many different spaces as always our pods tend to be I guess it just would be kind of what's um what's coming up for you what are the things that you are really excited about are there any now now you're on that level I guess there's an element that you can't share but is there um, um you know, stuff outside of acting you're you're trying to pursue mm. as well directing I know Mass kind of I was briefly asked about is that something that you're ever going to be interested in or
3: yeah I don't know yeah. I mean outside of acting if there is anything I, I think maybe I'd like to direct one day but um I need to learn a lot more about the industry I think before going mm. into that um and also writing but the problem with writing is I mm. just don't have I have ADHD and I don't have the mental oh, same here. Yeah. <laughs> to get to the end of whatever I start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so there's that. But I would, yeah, I'd love to do something like that uh-huh. one day. <laughs> the, um, I can't remember what the other question was. <laughs> oh, there Just you go, what's coming ahead. up? Oh, what's coming yeah. up? Yeah. Um, yeah. I have, oh, this summer, it's very exciting. I did a show with Mira Sayal, um, oh, which yeah. was also like, you know, life-affirming, because I grew yeah, up watching you. Yeah, her you're TV. ticking off your
2: bucket. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Uh,
3: so she's, again, also um, Asian female lead of a show called yeah. Mrs. Sidhu Investigates, which is going to come out, I think, probably next year. Um, Amazing. So I'm very excited on, about that. Just so we know. Yeah. Um, I, no,
2: on. Where, where could we watch that? Is that going to be on... on
3: I'm on, actually... Is a feature,
2: or is it It's a, a, TV, yeah, a TV series.
3: Um, okay. I'm actually not sure... It will be online somewhere. One ed- um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Uh, and there's also a another show I'm filming right now in Glasgow. It's called Annika and it's a detective TV series. Also um, female lead um, or like, you know, older female lead, sophisticated age. Um, brilliant, <laughs> brilliant, really funny, easy, fun. I don't know. The team are just gorgeous, and Scotland is beautiful. So I'm having a great time. Both of those things are what I'm doing so far, and then fingers crossed, um, I get some exciting projects next year. That's so exciting. Sorry,
0: crazy. I, do, I yeah. is, it has been an absolute pleasure. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah <laughs> but like,
0: but it is also really exciting. I think it's so nice to see another South Asian person, especially a woman. I mean, this is coming from me from a woman. Yeah. Um, but just seeing like you just shine and glow and like share your journey and talk openly about the processes you've been through and how you're coming out on the other side. And then there's probably gonna be more waves of that too. Like yeah. as you just like, you know, just life just Evolve. ebbs and flows, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm just feeling like really energized at the end of this hour to thinking, oh my gosh, like literally the sky's the limit. Literally yeah. take care of yourself, like yeah. all, of the, all of the good stuff. And I can't wait to see everything that you're up to and what you're doing. And there's no pressure, also, because if you want to stop acting tomorrow and like I don't know, start <laughs> studying herbs, yeah, you yeah. can do that. <laughs> do you know, what I mean? yeah, like yeah. whatever it is, like just whatever it is you want to do, like just continue like refining your radar. Yeah, it is you want to do. So thank you so mm. much for sharing your journey. Thank
3: you us. so much for having me yeah. on.
1: Just
2: just wanted to say as well, like as a as someone in film and and as a director, when I was coming up, young like younger, I didn't really see anyone, or I just didn't see the community in so many different spaces. Like you know, from behind the camera in front, and over the last year, like yourself being one of one of the main ones, but so many others just out here has just been so inspiring and just excites me. All all it does is just lift Mm -hmm. and fill my cup up so much more, and, and to be able to have a chance to connect and share stories it's been an absolute pleasure so thank you for your time for thank other. You. have a
1: beautiful day have
2: a beautiful career thank
1: you, <laughs> you <have a> beautiful <laughs> career. And, and again if we can ever support with anything mm. we always say this to our guests we're here man and if the community can support put word out to them and usually a lot of us behind your back no, I, so, really yeah. That. Yeah, I really love, appreciate then. that
3: thanks so much, thanks so much. <laughs> to that, All right. Peace. What
0: <laughs> what is this behavior
3: so thank you for
2: staying with us all the way through. I hope you really um, managed to get something useful, inspiro- insp- inspiring, inspiring um, and enjoyable from that episode. Uh, for us, all of us three, even even us four, I think we, we always chat at the end of the episode to the guests. Um, and it's always just so powerful and, and so connected and it's the power of community, really. So uh, we really felt uplifted with that one. Um, so as always, thank you for following us. Thank you for supporting the pod in everything we do. Please do stay connected um, and actually do, you know, hit us up, get us up on the DMs. Um, you can find us on all the socials. Um, so Twitter and TikTok is WITB underscore podcast. And then on Instagram, which we're probably most active it is what is this behavior podcast? Um, and then finally, rate us on Apple. It really does help. Um, improve our standing which we've actually got a decent standing anyway but you know the more helps Um, and yeah and then if you uh, can follow us on all the other um, podcasting platforms from Apple, Spotify you know all the rest all the usual good stuff Um, so until uh, two weeks time peace what is
0: this behavior do you want it you're dying for it